the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russia says U.S. satellites are potential targets if they are used to aid Ukraine. The cost of aggression against the United States or our allies and partners far outweigh any conceivable gains. Crime and education issues in New York making Democrats rethink their votes. Hochul. No clue, no idea. She can't figure out, you know, why Lee Zeldin is so concerned about crime. PayPal is reinstituting their misinformation fee. Sounds like a good reason to think twice about using PayPal. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Friday, October 28th. I'm Mike Scott. Taking a look at the ongoing conflict in Ukraine, on Thursday, Russian President Vladimir Putin took a few jabs at the U.S. during a speech accusing Western elites of playing a dangerous game, tried to blame them for much of the world's trouble, including his invasion of Ukraine. During that speech, the Russian president said he could target the U.S. commercial satellites if they are used to help Ukraine and expanded on threats of retaliation. In response, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says that the U.S. is reinforcing deterrence that would ensure the cost of aggression toward America would outweigh any benefits. Russian aggression does pose an immediate and sharp threat to our interests and values. And Putin's reckless of reckless war of choice against Ukraine, the worst threat to European security since the end of World War II, has made that very clear for the whole world. We're seamlessly integrating our deterrence efforts to make a basic truth crystal clear to any potential foe. And that truth is that the cost, the cost of aggression against the United States or our allies and partners far outweigh any conceivable gains. Austin went on to detail how America is reinforcing its defenses. So we're aligning the department's operations, activities, and investments across all theaters, across the full spectrum of conflict, and across all domains, especially in space and cyberspace. In space, we're working to field resilient satellite constellations to dissuade any adversary from testing our will and to ensure that we will prevail if they try. In the cyber realm, we're boosting our resilience and enhancing our capabilities to conduct military operations. And meanwhile, our nuclear capabilities remain the ultimate backstop for our strategic deterrence. We will not leave our future vulnerable to the whims of those who do not share our vision for a world that is free open, prosperous, and secure. In the region of Kherson, 
tens of thousands of residents continue to be evacuated from that area in anticipation of heavy fighting. It's a city that was taken very early in the fighting by the Russians. It's been occupied ever since. And uh, the people that I'm speaking to in Kherson say that the city has fallen very, very quiet. And that's because a lot of the Russian senior officers and their Ukrainian collaborators, pro-Russian Ukrainians, of whom there are quite a few, have been evacuated from the city. All of this in preparation for what the Russians and the Ukrainians are describing as a major battle to retake this city. And the people that I'm speaking to there say that they're constantly being told, even by cars rolling down the street with loudspeakers on them and by cell phone, by text messages on their cell phone, that they need to leave the city immediately. Now, that is obviously an incredibly ominous warning, especially when it comes on the heels of what you just mentioned, Vladimir Putin's talk of a dirty bomb and, you know, some of the statements from the state energy company saying that they've seen movements around the nearby Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, which is occupied by the Russians and which makes it seem as though the Russians are kind of looking at some of this spent nuclear fuel. We don't have any details of what exactly that would mean. But again, it's very hard to pin down exactly what the next move is going to be. But it looks as though with the Ukrainians bearing down on Kherson and the emptiness of that city, that we could see a blistering battle there that might not see the city survive. Meanwhile, the body of a 24-year-old American, Joshua Jones, who was killed in August fighting alongside Ukrainians, has been returned and is being sent home to his family in Tennessee. CNN reporter Clarissa Ward describes the young American and the efforts to have his body returned to his family. On the front lines in Ukraine, he was known to his fellow fighters as Tactical Jesus, on account of his long hair and deep knowledge of the Bible. To his mom, he was simply Joshi. Tennessee native Joshua Jones was just 24 years old when he was killed fighting in eastern Ukraine back in August. His passport and Ukrainian military ID showed up on Russian social media channels soon after, but his body was never recovered. Since then, Ukrainian lawmakers Alexander Truchin and Alexander Kovalyov have worked tirelessly to get his body back. And today, it is finally happening. One of the Ukrainian lawmakers who was instrumental in the return of Jones's body says that he was a hero to all Ukrainians, like one of their own soldiers. He's the same one hero for me, like our soldiers. So we should make everything possible to give his body back to his family. Joshua's mother, Misty Gossett, remembers her son, whom she named after the biblical Joshua, as a hero. Joshua was, he was a soldier. He was a born soldier. He was named after the Battle of Jericho, and he proved he lived up to his name so valiantly. And I feel like the weight of the world has been lifted off of me. It is official. Late on Thursday night, Elon Musk completed his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter, putting him in charge of one of the world's most influential social media platforms. Almost as quickly as news of Musk's acquisition of the company spread, News of Musk's firing of the CEO and two other high-ranking executives quickly followed. 
Start with breaking news out of Twitter. Multiple reports now saying Elon Musk has officially taken over the San Francisco-based social media company. And Ann Makovic is joining us now with this news coming out in the past hour or so. Yeah. We're checking his Twitter account. He hasn't officially made that announcement. He's been tweeting, but hasn't said the takeover. Right, right. So I, I think that's when it'll be official, official, <laughs> when him. we see his tweet, because you know he's going to have plenty to say about it. But multiple outlets reporting that Elon Musk has has officially taken control of Twitter just a day ahead of the deadline to complete the deal or face a lengthy court battle. Reports from people inside the company say the first thing he did was fire several top executives, including the CEO, Parag Argwal, the CFO, and the head of the company's legal department. Now, yesterday, Musk changed his Twitter bio to Chief Twit and showed up at Twitter headquarters carrying a sink. He tweeted, let that sink in. CNET's editor-at-large, Ian Schur, said the obvious. He is not coming in quietly. However, some experts are now curious as to Twitter's future, pointing to the swift firings of some of the social media company's top executives. For his part, Musk says he plans to rethink Twitter's content moderation policies in service of a more maximalist approach to free speech. The SpaceX CEO also says that he disagrees with permanent bans, which leads some to believe that former President Donald Trump may make a reappearance on the Twitter site. Depending on the timing, such a move could have major implications for the upcoming U.S. midterm elections, as well as the 2024 presidential campaign. Charlie Kirk, host of the Charlie Kirk Show on the Salem Radio Network, says that it's possible that freedom of speech may return to Twitter with Musk's acquisition. Restoration of freedom of speech is possibly going to happen. Elon Musk has said the deal is getting finalized, that the deal is getting closed, that Elon Musk is going to own Twitter by the weekend. Now, Twitter has been a long-standing propaganda venue and forum for quite some time. It has been a place where freedom of speech and dialogue has not been allowed or tolerated. It's a place where fake trends are allowed to happen and shadow bans. The Uniparty, the war machine, the pharmaceutical industrial complex, people like Fauci, Biden, Cami. Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, all of this, all of them rely on censorship. You cannot have a tyrannical country without censorship. It's not fun. It's not sustainable. The backlash to Elon buying Twitter is going to be outrageous and insane. This isn't just about snowflakes and college campus kids that can't stand the side of you saying, call them a groomer. No, they can't. It's not just that. No, no, no. Censorship and narrative control is central to the regime's control over all of us. Kirk goes on to explain that, in his opinion, Democrats may try to retaliate against Elon Musk. Twitter used to call itself the free speech wing of the free speech party. After 2016, they realized that free speech means that fascists could win, of course, making a joke of the word fascists. And so the left, which used to be the, the main defenders of freedom of speech all throughout the 60s and 70s and 80s, revealed that free speech is actually not a value for the left. 
free speech has always been a means. Free speech was a tool for them. Free speech is not a value, meaning that it's not something that they want to be a sustainable principle to build society around. Free speech was always an ability for them to be able to grow their ranks to then all of a sudden be able to shut up other people eventually because free speech never mattered to them. And so now that Elon Musk owns Twitter, boy, I think they're already doing the major blackmail operation against Elon. I just don't think he cares. Kirk says that the world needs more rich men like Musk who will use their wealth to preserve freedom. The question is not whether or not we have elites. The question is whether or not why are our elites so dumb and corrupt and evil? The argument is why don't we have better elites? And Elon Musk is an example of someone who is a better elite using his wealth, his power, his prestige to actually be able to preserve freedom and liberty for people. That is admirable. That is what we need more of. According to a new report, after the New York gubernatorial debate on Tuesday between Republican Lee Zeldin and incumbent Democrat Kathy Hochul, many lifelong Democrats are changing their minds and now backing Zeldin. The change comes in the wake of concerns about rising crime, which some New Yorkers seem to feel that Hochul is not taking seriously. We're not one. We're halfway through the debate. She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change we made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. All I know is that we could do more. However, crime is not the only issue that is on the ballot for New Yorkers in November. Education and the economy were also big issues on the minds of New York citizens. This New York resident says chaos is running the state. Who is running this town? (laughs) That's a good question. You know, um, I I guess the criminals are running the town. The criminals run the place. They, They do what they want, when they want, however they want, to whomever they want, with no consequences. Another New Yorker tells the Daybreak Insider that he's going to vote for Zeldin so real change can come to the Big Apple. The most important responsibility of government is to protect its citizens, and that is not happening. Uh, With the Democrats running the show, with Hochul being the governor for a while, uh, they have no freaking clue. People are concerned. People are afraid. People are afraid to get on the freaking train. This is not what America and New York is all about. And the only answer, this is an opportunity for New Yorkers to make real change. And that's Lee Zeldin. You know, people getting arrested and they walk out before the police officer finishes the paperwork. It is outrageous what is going on. And watching uh, Hochul, no clue, no idea. She can't figure out, you know, why Lee Zeldin is so concerned about crime. She doesn't get it. She doesn't understand. This comes as another report shows that some Democrats running in districts that Joe Biden carried in 2020 by double digits are in razor-close races with their Republican challengers. Democrat Representative Julia Brownlee of California is only up by one point in a district that Joe Biden carried by 20 points. New Jersey Democrat Senator Bob Menendez is under federal investigation again. 
His office confirmed as much on Wednesday, though the specifics remain unclear. Daybreak Insider congressional correspondent Bernie Bennett has an update on the Menendez investigation. Michael Solomon, a spokesperson for Menendez's office, says the senator does not know the scope of the investigation but is aware of the probe. Semaphore reported earlier that prosecutors in the Southern District of New York have contacted people close to Menendez and have issued at least one subpoena in the case. Sources told Semaphore the investigation is similar in a broad sense to a 2017 federal corruption case against Menendez, which ended in a mistrial but involves different people. Bernie Bennett in Washington. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is defending her proposal that would give the office of mayor an annual inflation rate raise of about 5%. You introduced a measure today that would change the way both the mayor, the city clerk, and the city treasurer get pay raises, capping them annually at 5%. Um, Why the change there, and um, why is that a good use of city funds? Well, to be clear... The ordinance that was introduced today would put um, the mayor, uh, the city treasurer, and the clerk in line with all the other elected officials regarding a cost of living increase. It's not a salary increase, so I want to make sure that's clear. Um, And it puts puts us in line uh, with the the aldermen. It would not go in effect until uh, 2024 um, at that point, and each member, the mayor, um, the clerk, um, and the treasurer would have the ability to opt in or opt out. The proposal was met with a swift backlash as Lightfoot currently makes an annual salary of $209,915. That amount would rise to $216,000 in May of 2023, according to the plan. The move comes as the mayor is facing criticism for her handling of crime in Chicago, which has increased 37 percent from 2021. Kellyanne Conway is a former counselor to President Trump and says the mayor's track record disqualifies her from a raise. Crime is up 19 percent since she got there. Carjacking is 44 percent. The number of Chicagoans who live under the poverty level is 22 percent. So I think this would be a resounding no to a pay raise. And if it's because of inflation, call the White House, call your Democratic Uh. allies and tell them to stop raising everybody's taxes and increasing regulations and being energy dependent. The rising crime has led several major companies to flee Chicago, like Tyson Foods, who announced its departure from Chicago on October 10th. It's back. Two weeks ago, PayPal received heavy backlash for a policy that would allow the company to fine users up to $2,500 if they receive funds for transactions that PayPal says violates their acceptable use policy on misinformation. The company backtracked only to have them quietly return the policy to the books on Thursday. Robbie Suave of The Hills Rising explains details of the policy. The company effectively creates a digital wallet where you can store money like in a bank account and use it to complete financial transactions. Peter Thiel and Elon Musk, billionaire entrepreneurs who have both talked about the importance of free speech and civil liberties, well, both of them have been involved in the company at various stages. 
All right, a few days ago, PayPal rolled out an updated user agreement. That agreement prohibits the sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that present a risk to user safety or well-being or contain misinformation. The policy notes that what counts as misinformation is at PayPal's sole discretion, and the penalty for violating this policy is a withdrawal of $2,500 from the offending user's account. Suave says that when governments or companies try to crack down on misinformation, they limit honest discussions about important issues. This is obviously incredibly worrying. For one thing, efforts to police misinformation have been prone to significant error and significant overreach. Governments, media organizations, and tech platforms have all made serious attempts to limit the spread of misinformation by cracking down on speech that they thought was wrong or dangerous. But time and time again, these measures have resulted in censorship of legitimate discourse. Suave points out that PayPal's misinformation policy isn't the only policy the company has that's concerning. Eugene Volokh, a law professor and one of my colleagues at Reason Magazine, he points out that PayPal does still have a policy. It was already on the books and states that you may not use the PayPal service for activities that relate to the promotion of hate, violence, racial or other forms of intolerance that is discriminatory or the financial exploitation of a crime. Now, violating that policy can also result loss of 2500 bucks. Volokh warns that sharply criticizing uh, religion or government officials, maybe, well, that could be construed as the promotion of hate and could theoretically violate that policy. Sounds like a good reason to think twice about using PayPal. The number of Americans filing for unemployment benefits inched up last week. Daybreak Insider's Washington correspondent Ben Thomas takes a look at the new numbers. The Labor Department says first-time claims for jobless aid rose to 217,000, while the four-week moving average was also up. Those numbers remain historically low. Still, the total number of Americans collecting unemployment aid rose to its highest level in seven months, up 55,000 to 1.44 million for the week ending October 15th. The Federal Reserve has been cranking its benchmark borrowing rate higher in an effort to cool the economy and tame inflation. And Fed officials warn the unemployment rate, which stood at 3.5 percent in September, will likely rise as a result. Ben Thomas, Washington. A fine dining experience has opened in San Francisco for dogs. Daybreak Insiders at Donahue has more on what's on the menu at a restaurant that's gone to the dogs. Chef and owner Rami Masserway's restaurant, Dog, has menu items like steak tartare with quail eggs and French pastries. There's a lot of technique, there's a lot of method and detail to what we do. Um, our, our pastries, for example, take uh, about two days on average to make. I know they're going to be eaten in two seconds. It caters to hungry dogs and for the owners who want to spoil them, like Gletty Espinosa. I wanted to celebrate him. He's so special to me. He's my poor little child. For $75 per pup, furry diners get a multiple course bone appetite meal. Human customers get a mimosa, and this isn't junk food for dogs. Certified organic, certified humane, you know, uh, the nutritional aspect is the big picture. I'm Ed Donahue. And finally, we all love the comfort of a good pair of sneakers. And one company share that comfort with horses. The company calling itself Horse Kicks is devoted to creating sneakers for horses. 
basing them off their popular human counterparts like Nike's Air Jordans. I know what you're thinking, and yes, that is a sneaker on a horse. A company called Horse Kicks is transforming the most popular footwear into sneakers for horses. The debut line will be on display at this year's Breeders' Cup and will be auctioned off later that month. But they're not exactly the cheapest horseshoes you'll find. The cost of a custom pair of Horse Kicks is $1,200. But it's not every day you see a horse wearing a pair of hype sneakers, so is it worth $1,200 for these kicks? According to the company website, horseshoes have remained unchanged for hundreds of years, and they're seeking to change that. The custom kicks for horses will be available on their website starting on October 24th, and the prices start at $1,200. However, if you just want to take a look at the new equine footwear, horse kicks We'll have a booth at this year's Breeders' Cup in Kentucky on November 4th and 5th. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.